listening to Glowing Older, the podcast that goes deep with the experts shaping senior living. Thank you to our Season 3 sponsor, Project Relevance, advisors for living, aging, and ending well. Hello and welcome to the Glowing Older podcast, where we interview experts on innovation in senior living. I'm your host, Nancy Griffin, and today I'm here with Avi Sat, the president and co-founder of Sage Healthcare Partners and Allegria Senior Living. Welcome to the program, Avi. Thank you, Nancy. I really appreciate you having me. Oh, well, thank you. So uh, before we dig into the details of senior living, tell us about your background and how you pretty much grew up in the industry. Sure. So it goes a little further back than just my work time, my work experience. Um, I had both my grandparents had Alzheimer's and we grew up in a uh, maybe a 1600 square foot house. We had I'm one of eight and we had my grandparents live with us as well, who both had Alzheimer's. So from a young, young age, I, I knew what my I knew what Alzheimer's was and you know, I was very, very involved with it. Unfortunately, we had to set up my house with alarms because they try to leave at night. You know, um, I remember as a kid, I used to walk my grandfather to synagogue and he'd ask me the same questions every day. And I always asked my I was always asked my parents, like, you know, why is what we call we call them Zadie? Why is he always asking me the same questions? And then they explained to me what Alzheimer's is and how it works and everything else. So literally from probably six, seven years old, I already knew what Alzheimer's was. I knew what it was about. And I knew, honestly, how to deal with it, as crazy as that sounds. So um, as I grew up, as I eventually got married, went to college, I was looking to get into something that, you know, I could actually hopefully be successful at one day, but also make a difference. And a friend of mine set me up with his brother-in-law. He hired me as a personal assistant. Um, I was cleaning offices. I was changing locks. I was pretty much a maintenance assistant at that point. Um, I did that for around two and a half months, and then I realized that I'm the worst maintenance assistant in the world. I fell off multiple ladders trying to paint. <laughs> I, I, I lost <laughs> keys. I was really just so bad at it. And eventually he opened up the door and said, hey, let me get you into, you seems like you like, you know, spending time with the residents. So I got into the recreation department, eventually went on to marketing, and then went on to administration and so on. So we started from a grassroots effort, Allegria Senior Living and Sage Healthcare. They both started from the, from the ground up. And it's something that we pride ourselves on because we use a lot of things that I learned and my partner learned and my CEO have learned all from actually growing through the industry, not just, you know, looking at the business as black and white as numbers on a paper. It's really, it's people and everything else. And you're literally involved in every aspect on the senior living spectrum. Tell us about the companies. Sure. So Sage Healthcare Partners is a company that I started with my partner, Sam Tenenbaum. Um, that is an overall, we, we, we own and operate a lot of different avenues of senior living. That's why we keep Sage Healthcare Partners as our just main operating company. Um, Allegra Senior Living is our specific, our healthcare facilities. And that's when, so, so that's why we have two different entities, but the basis of it is Sage Healthcare can be things like home care, can be things like hospice and, and so on. And Allegra Senior Living can be, you know, our assisted livings, independent livings, memory care, skilled nursing, and so on. Great. So as you um, have been in the industry for so long um, and you're looking at everything that's going on right now with COVID-19 and um, and just general, the aging population, what are some of the broad stroke trends that you're seeing in the industry? Sure. So, uh, you know, obviously COVID has thrown a massive wrench into what a lot, a lot of things, a lot of people are working on in the industry, but the industry as a whole, you know, is 
it's getting better. And it's, you know, I look back 10 years ago when I started and, and just to see, obviously the acuity levels are going up, but there's a lot more investment into things like the physical plants of the building, the aesthetics, the amenities that they offer. Um, and it's a lot more of a person-centered industry than it was beforehand. It used to be, you know, everyone had to have this whole, you know, opinion of, of facilities and you put your mother in a nursing home and she's never coming out. You put her mother into a facility and God forbid X, Y, and Z is going to happen. And I think a lot of that has changed. I think a lot of that has to do with the operators, not, not just focusing on, let's just say the care aspect, not just focusing on in the assist living or independent living and the, the recreation aspect or the socialization aspect. It really turned into, Hey, we have seniors in the later stages of their lives. What can we do to make them better? Are we perfect? Absolutely not. Nobody is. But I do think that we've come a long way. And I think that as I see things growing, as you see technology changing and things like that, you are able to see a, a trend towards the positive. And, you know, our industry is, you know, everyone knows seniors are, are, are growing older, faster. They're, they're, thank God, staying alive longer. So we have to be able to, you know, bend and twist with the industry and thank god i think i think as a whole the industry is doing an excellent excellent job at this point well i i got the chance to interview you for an article i wrote on the revolution in senior living for uh hotel business review and uh, one of the things you mentioned is you're you're staying flexible for god knows what's going to happen down the line but peering into your looking glass what do you think the industry is going to look like 10 years down the line so I think that I think it's going to be a, a positive uh, growth through the next, let's say, 10 years. Um, over the past 10 years, it, it has been. Um, I think a lot of that's going to that it's going to involve a lot of the technology that's that's being that the industry is starting to incorporate. Um, there's also the more the more seniors we have, the more residents our facilities have. And as the aging population grows, we're going to have to figure out a way to work with it. And I'm no expert, but there are a lot of people out there working, you know, and, and tweaking their facilities and tweaking their communities to be able to grow with the trends. And that involves, you know, I, I always see that the, the college, the amount of residents I have who are taking college courses now is mind boggling because, and why, why? Because they still, they're pushing to grow. They're still, they're not just saying, Hey, look, I'm now living in a facility. It's the last stage of my life. I have, so many cars. I, I parked yesterday in between a Maserati and a Rolls Royce in my residence. <laughs> and I was like, I would not have seen this 10 years ago because I think the industry has changed. The perspective has changed. And it involves a lot of, you know, a lot of people and companies putting, investing back into the residents and their facilities. And that, you know, there's more spas in, in facilities than I've ever seen before. You know, uh, having a swimming pool used to not be considered the norm. And now, Every big building I see coming up, they're at least talking about having a swimming pool and these and they have their putting greens and things to keep us young, keep the residents young, keep everyone just have them enjoy their latter years of their life and not just think of it as a, a facility. And it's it's been amazing. It's been amazing to see, and I, I'm excited to see the next 10, 10 years. I've seen some really cool um, technology things, which I know we want to talk about in a little bit. Um, uh, some really cool items that are coming out that people don't even know about that are going to be going to be real game changers in the future. Well, let's go ahead and talk about it. Tell me about some of them. Sure. So obviously the big one is telemedicine. That's, that's, that's the one that we, we started implementing in all our buildings. And it's something that we are, it's really exciting because you can have a doctor at any hour of the night, see a resident 
for any issue. And it's really like, where, when, when could we have had that? So it's, you know, in a building, let's just say I have a lot of buildings like mainstream New Jersey area, that that's not so such a big deal because in reality I have doctors, you know, pretty close. We have doctors, amazing medical directors who work with us. So we can get access to them if we need to. But I also have facilities in upstate New York and it's a lot more difficult to get a hold of a doctor, especially at a weird, especially at weird hours of the night. You know, they come once a week, they don't come every day. The, the advancements of telemedicine it happens to be a huge benefit because in reality, if you can figure out what's going on and they don't have to leave the facility, you know, one of the biggest thing, one of the biggest changes you see is when a resident leaves and comes back, any, any level of care change always has a negative effect on a resident. They, when they go out to a hospital or they come back or they have to go to school nursing facility for a little bit or they come back, there's always a negative effect on them. And having the ability to not have to send them out for things is so huge. So that's just like one basic one that I have, you know, have seen that, that we're implementing and a lot of people are seeing massive, massive successes from doing that. Um, but I actually, I, I got introduced to a company called Live Care, which is a friend of mine actually uh, runs this company. And basically what they're doing is something really, really interesting. They're taking, so you, everyone knows the, the call bell systems, the, oh, you know, help, I can't get up. You see, all seen the ads on TV. So basically they took that call bell system and implemented a little like tablet instead, a very lightweight tablet. And that tablet is so, it's so exciting because they can, they can first off track residents, which most of the things can, but they send schedules, they have, have medication reminders, they families can send pictures to them. And it suddenly went from, hey, we have this, this technology with where God forbid someone falls and they can't get up, they can push the button and hopefully reach it. It went from, hey, look, we have this thing around their neck anyway. Oh, by the way, let's remind them about medications. Hey, look at the, your great grandson or great granddaughter or granddaughter is sending you pictures in of, of their kids and they can just look down at their tablet on their around their neck. There's things like that. The technology has really done an amazing job in just advancing the ability of, of, of our residents to not just be involved with their families, be involved with, with you know, people they never thought they could, which is something I want to talk about a little bit later is like the whole mental health aspect of healthcare, which is something that has been really worked on recently. Um, but it, it, it's really nice to see, you know, they have Alexa-based programs, things like that they can talk to and, and have their systems wired to turn off their lights and, and you know, reach out to the, to the staff if they need to. They have some really, really exciting things they can use technology for, but it happens to be just telemedicine and this live care program that I've seen have been so beneficial because it, it just opens up a whole new wave of things that we can better care for our residents with. And it just goes to show that you can teach, teach an old dog new tricks, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, hard, the hardest thing about these things is charging. It, they get used to the I've, they get used to the technology. It's charging the devices seems to be the most difficult thing. I know a couple of people are working on it because they want they have these those um those chargers chargers you can just lay down your phone on and things like that. But you know there there is there is that seems to be the hardest thing to get to the plug to plug it in and charge it is so the the, the old dog new tricks does work, but some some reason the simplest thing seems to be the hardest part of them. <laughs> Well, I know connecting outside of the age group uh, in a community is something you're a fan of, the, the idea of multi-generational living. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Sure. We discussed this the other day when we spoke. Um, you know, one of the most successful, I'd say, programs that I've ever seen was in my facility. They brought 
they brought in a local school. This is obviously pre-COVID. They brought in a, a local school to put on a performance. I think I think it was a choir of some sort. The class all sang to the residents, which is not the most unusual thing. A lot of a lot of you know, if you have a strong recreation department, which I don't know if anyone's listening to this, I really recommend you investing into. Um, but if you do, they generally have some connections with the local school, uh, and they're able to you know have them come in. But what they, what they did different is after they were done, they set up a chair next to every single resident. And one student, I think they were around fifth graders, sat next to uh, one resident. It was a one-on-one basis. And they they talked for, let's say, 10, 15 minutes. And when they were done, after the fact they went home, they all the, the students started writing letters back to that resident that they met with. And I'm telling you, and I've, I've been doing this 10 years, I've never seen a reaction like that from the residents. The, Every day they were checking the mail to see if they got their letter from their from the student that they met. It was amazing. They're all drawing pictures to each other, sending letters back and forth. I mean, our our postage costs went up like crazy, which is great. Uh, but they they really it was something I've never seen before. It was really incredible to see. And at that point, when I saw that, I said something has to be done to kind of intermingle the two, if possible. I don't have the answer. I don't know the answer. I know a lot of people are working on it, and that's you're a lot more experience with multi-generational living than I am, but I do know that there is nothing like injecting life into a healthcare facility, and there's nothing more lively than than a child or a teenager or something like that, and if we can do that, uh, we are going to be very successful. I actually had a conversation once about um, opening a daycare, like a children's daycare inside one of our facilities, because I thought for the staff, they can have babysitting, but also I was like, hey, if we can intermingle the two, it's a real benefit to everybody. So uh, I, I'm, I'm a big fan, and I hope that uh, someone who's a lot smarter and brighter than I am can figure out a real way that we can all benefit from in the future. Oh, well, you're very humble. I imagine 10 years down the line, you'll have several of these uh, types of living situations going on. But I, I'm sure that that what you just discussed with this multi-generational children interacting with the seniors combats boredom, loneliness, isolation, some of the, the biggest issues in yeah. senior living. So talk a little bit about your mental the mental health issue. Yeah. So that's something that that I've been screaming from the top of the mountain for not just now, but it really for a couple of years. Um, and now during Corona, you see that more than anything. You know, I, I, I firmly believe, and I may be wrong, and I'm, I'm not talking from a data perspective. I'm just talking from what I see every day. Um, I believe there's going to be more deaths from mental health decline and, and lack of socialization during Corona than from actual from COVID. And I, I, it's the most, it's the saddest thing that I have seen is when I, you know, the state, obviously, we had to shut down in most of the buildings and residents were, were locked down to their, to their own units. And to have to walk through and see residents who a few weeks ago were playing golf outside, a few weeks ago were, were, were you know, going out on their own, just sitting there staring at a wall. And we do everything possible. The team has been, my team, I, I could sing about, I sing their praises for, for days. They've done, gone above and beyond what anyone ever has to do to try to work on the socialization aspect and work with the residents and involve our therapists and our licensed social workers and psychiatrists and everything, anything, you know, it's, it's, it's been awful. It's been absolutely awful. And I've been saying this for a very, very long time that the mental health portion of what we do is almost as important as the physical health is almost as, as important as the recreational aspect. And a lot of people have been, thankfully, have been agreeing and have been implementing a lot of different programs 
to focus on it. You know, there's there's a theory I heard a little while back that every single person in this world can use a therapist. You know, <laughs> it, it, it's probably true, but imagine being a senior you had your whole life. You spent your whole life, you were totally independent, and now you're put into a home which may be the most caring, loving place in the world, but it's not home. And every anyone who's, who thinks it is, is very mistaken. And we can do, I can try to put the nicest amenities in place. I can have the most caring staff in the world. It's never going to be home. And it's that in itself is a massive change. And now you talk about they're not seeing their families. You know, there's, you know, it's a, it's a sad thing because you see in healthcare, you know, specifically assisted living that I see is a the the variation from when a resident moves in until they leave, how the visitations get affected. In the beginning, the family loved to, the families love to come and be there all the time. And unfortunately, I do see it trend to fewer and fewer visits over time. And it affects them. It does. And it's so hard. And as our seniors are living longer, which is an amazing thing, that's where our job comes in of, hey, how do I make sure that they're not just physically strong right now? Uh, because we're, my job is to take care of them and their well-being is on my shoulders. And, you know, my staff is absolutely incredible and they do such a good job at it, but we can always be better. And I think that people need to focus on it. During Corona, you've seen it. I've, it's, it's, it hurts. I, I walk down the halls in tears sometimes because it really, it, it affects you. You see a resident who was asking me a few months ago about my children and making fun of me that I only have girls and no boys and now they're praying for me to have a boy and now they don't know any of that anymore. And it's so, it's absolutely awful. And I, I just, I really push anyone who's in our industry, anyone who knows residents or if, if they have any sort of visitation with their families come out, it's worth everything. Even if, it, even if it's through a window, just knocking the window and waving. There are so many ways you still can do it these days and they need it. They need it more than anything. And no, people are not, accounting for it now and I and I know in two three years from now when God willing all this is over and everything's back to normal they're going to look back and say you know damn it we missed this we had an opportunity to really hold on to them mentally and we didn't and and I'm trying not to but I'm not perfect and I really think everyone needs to do their best to help them then. you can hear the passion for your residents for your staff and for your industry in your voice Avi it's such a pleasure what gets you most excited what gets me excited is something, you know, is something we talked about before. Um, it's funny, my COO, who is the rock of our company, um, she was working in the, the food service portion of senior living. She was a server in the kitchen while I was you know, on the maintenance side. And we've grown through the industry over the last 10 years together, you know, and now, thank God, manage almost 2,000 beds and, and you know, it, the facilities vary from five to 10, depending on where we are in our growth. Um, and a lot of that falls back onto our heads of, Hey, you know, how do we do? Cause we, I, I used to cook for the residents. I love that. I love the, that, that interaction between them. And, and, you know, there's, there's residents who we both talk about it. Residents who used to serve when, when I was an administrator and she was my assistant administrator, we used to serve them food on Thanksgiving and used to joke around with us. And fortunately they've passed. So what excites me and what excites us is that love for our residents. That, that has to be the most important thing you have every single day. And then you say, okay, now that you actually love your residents, you have to you have to know that you're not just, my partner says this all the time, we're not just in a business here, we're in a business of taking care of people. And if you can't lose, if you lose focus of that, you'll never do well. I firmly believe that in, in what we do. And that has to be on the forefront of every decision we make. Uh, but at the same time, there's so, so much good we do. I, it's so nice to be in a business where I know that, you know, people for their last days sometimes can live a good life and a, and a, and a, you know, in a, in a place that cares for them. And I think that 
I, I push everyone who's in our industry to just look, just make sure to keep that excitement. You know, there's so many things that are changing. Technology is changing. The acuity levels are changing. And there's always things that are changing. There's, oh, there's always going to be change in our industry. And a lot of it's really, really good. Most of it's really, really good. And it's exciting. But the thing to be excited about, you have to be able, is, is what we do. You have to just stay on a level of taking care of your residents. And, you know, I, I, I got a letter recently from one of my, one of my residents who passed away from Corona. And it's, it's a very rough time because you never know. I get a letter, I open it up and I expected, you never know what to hear, a good thing, a bad thing. And she just wrote, thank you. She's like, I know you guys did your best. And I was sitting there just for like four or five minutes sitting at my desk just quietly because it's so, you know, we care so much and we really do. And it, every decision we make has the best of intentions for the residents. But we're not perfect and no one is. But I know that every single day we wake up and we're excited because we go back to work. Our residents love us. They see us. They all know our names. You know, we, we know their names. And, you know, even though as we grow, we're able to still remember their names. But that excitement, you know, I don't want to give you that cliche answer of saying, oh, it's, it's growing and more seniors are going to be, you know, moving into facilities because, you know, thank God they're living longer. My excitement is the day to day. My excitement is the basis of what we do. And I'm, that's always going to be my most exciting thing. And I hope to continue that for a very, very long time. Well, I can't wait to see what uh, health Sage Healthcare Partners and Allegria Senior Living will look like 10 years down the line. Thank you so much for joining us today, Thank Avi. You. Thank you so much. Again, if anyone ever has any questions, you can just look me up on LinkedIn and I'm always there to help. And I would love to connect with anyone, Nancy. It's really nice to meet someone who actually cares. Um, like I said, more than I do. So. <laughs> oh, I don't think so, but thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Glowing Older Podcast.